This is Steve from the Retroman blog and welcome to episode 10 of Retrosonic Podcast. With me tonight I have my regular cohorts. We have rock photographer Paul Slattery. Good evening. Evening Paul. And Mr Jet Sonic's bass player himself, Mr Adam Donovan. Good evening. And I'd just like to say I want to live like a movie star. from their latest album Three Dollar Hooker um, we recently saw them at the Barfly in Camden yeah, last week Friday. and we all three of us went and we very rarely go to gigs together do we we never seem to go to the same gigs but, <laughs> but what, what a fantastic gig, gig wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. what a great gig yeah they were fantastic weren't they live <laughs> oh, I couldn't yeah. believe it yeah. they were really really hot yeah definitely if you get the chance to see them live you know they're playing regularly in London so uh, definitely check them out they're worth it aren't they yeah proper rock and roll charismatic guys yeah they're tight yeah. they yeah. really play brilliantly together yeah I thought they were a tremendous live band yeah. and photogenic for photographer yeah photographer's dream yeah you enjoyed it didn't you because oh. I mean, they've got that look the, the, the classic rock and roll look haven't they like bowling shirts and yeah. the, you know and they've got the, they, they cross over I mean they've obviously the poses they, the yeah, pose they, is there they know their rock and roll history and of course my know. best wide angle shot of the night had you clapping in it did it? In oh that's a bit embarrassing <laughs> 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 at least I was clapping and not sticking my fingers up yeah you, well you I'm know. sure we were or throwing a beer bottle at them, you know? <laughs> 
but they, they were they were great and they were, uh, they were really really yeah, good you, you enjoyed it oh, I loved it yeah I loved them I thought they were brilliant best yeah. band I've seen in a long time yeah it was definitely good so that yeah. that was a Witch Doctors and movie start right next up we're, we're going to have a what I think should become a regular feature of, of the podcast and this is going to be called The Transience Corner and uh, you know, <laughs> we've mentioned the band The Transience before who are our favourite covers band with a few originals thrown in as well. Because um, when I saw them for the first time, I, I came back to you too, didn't I? And I said, I've yeah. seen this band who just play the podcast live. It's almost like they pick all the songs that we like and they play them live. And they're a great band um, featuring Mark Leach from The Onlookers, who was a, a great sort of 80s psychedelic band, and Kieran and Philip and Dave. But they play these covers, but really obscure psychedelic punk 60s mod songs. That, not the sort of songs that you'd, you'd imagine a band would play. So this is my new feature, this is going to be Transience Corner, and we're going to play a couple of songs that they play in their set. And what do we you pick for us tonight then, Steve? Right, well, they played this uh, in Slough at the Red Cow last week, I loved it, and it was uh, a song you might, that might be familiar to fans of the Sex Pistols, it's uh, Dave Berry's Don't Give Me Low Lip Child. Don't give me no lip child don't talk back to me Don't give me no lip child I ain't the way it's gonna be If you want my true, true loving You better fool all of your shoving Don't give me no lip child Better watch what you do child uh, and that was released in 1964 and that was actually a b-side i always thought that was a great classic single but it's actually the b-side to the crying game which is oh, a the crying a, game was a great a, song wasn't a it? classic song yeah i mean it, it got high in the charts didn't it uh, i think so it must have got quite quite high up you know as a, as a but what a great single if well, you think i remember seeing him on tv yeah i prefer the b-side 
the B yeah. side is better yeah. than the A side. You know, that's what a classic seven-inch, isn't it? You know, what he did with the mic lead is is uh, I, I can't tell you. Really, it was incredible. We've got, we got to look, yeah, yeah. look for that on YouTube. Really. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wonder if it mine, is on YouTube. Mine, probably probably been censored, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mind boggles. Isn't it? <laughs> so that was obviously. Um, Covered by the pistols, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, uh, the, the, don't give me no lip child. You can dig that out on some pistols, sort of uh, yeah, rarities and boxes. Yeah, things, I it? think there's there's what there's a live version on the rock and roll swindle. Yes. And a live version somewhere else. That's right. As well. And Dave Berry was from Sheffield, and he also did a great version of Ray Davis, uh, this strange effect, which was a really great song of Ray Davis, which is not a well-known one, but I always think the King should have done a good version of it, but uh, that's well worth checking out as well. Uh, great track, and that's uh, we'll come back to the Transients for a couple more of their of songs from their set list that I've nicked, so uh, we'll come back to them later. <laughs> and uh, is, is this lazy playlisting? No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no. They were songs that I was going to play, and they happened to play them live, oh, you know. I thought, oh my God, you know. So but you, you went to see them, you went to see the yeah. trans in the sale last Friday. Yeah, yeah, they, they played at the 12 bar, so, which you saw, didn't right, they? Right, yeah, but so they obviously yeah. brought you drinks all night, and you said you'd play anything that they uh, wanted to hear, right? I don't think they did buy me drinks, actually, you know. <laughs> they, they, I'll have to, I'll have to um, send them the bill when I next see them. <laughs> Uh, good band anyway but uh, what have we got next Adam? Uh, a friend of mine Rex Sinclair the bass player from Dick Venom and the Terratones has just released an EP it's called Invasion of the Spider Queen yeah. I think this is the track we like the best though this is called Doodlebug Blitz <laughs>
So did you like my friends from Nottingham? Oh yeah, fantastic. Well, we've played them before, haven't we? Yeah. A while back, we did play one of their tracks. Is it first that, or second? Yeah, somewhere. one of the early yeah. early shows. But that's a great yeah. record, isn't it? And that's from their new EP, isn't new it? New EP out on vinyl. But a lot of excitement um, for photographers, I hear. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, Mr. Venom dresses up in a yes in an eccentric style. With, uh, does he? With ladies' hosiery, I believe. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why he gets the, the line: "Don't get your yeah. pantyhose uh, in a twist." Dear listeners, Google is your friend. <laughs> yeah, but and make sure you've got the what is it? The, oh, yeah, uh, the yeah, filter, safe search. Safe search you know. <laughs> <laughs> and when are we going to see them live down in the southern parts of this country? I'm trying to arrange a gig with them. It'll be in, they're going to play one with me in London, and we'll play one with them in Nottingham and see how it goes. Excellent, Can't should be wait. good fun for that. Yeah. So is the Jet Sonic's going to be dressed similarly to Dick Venom? Then we always do under our suits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But they look pretty wild, don't they? they well, they do, yeah. They? yeah. You know, Echoes of the Cramps. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, Rocky bit Horror. Of, yeah, bit of Zodiac yeah. Mind Warp, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bit of King Kurt, bit of, bit of Psychobilly, bit of yeah. bit of everything in there, isn't it? It's all well, great, you know. Yeah. Bit of good grungy rock and roll, that's all. It's great know. rock and roll, isn't yeah. it? Great rock and roll. And it's a contemporary band, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're not all retro on this Retrosonic podcast. You know, it's a great new band. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing them play with the Jet Sonic soon. And meat and two veg for the photographers amongst us. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, and next up we've got a track from the brand new unreleased album by the Lem Price 3. As I might have mentioned somewhere on the blog or the podcast before, we're doing the launch party for the brand new album, Nobody Knows, at the Half Moon in Putney on the 25th of October. That's a Friday night, so... Uh, Make sure you come along to that. Uh, you can get uh, all the information on www.retromanblog.com or from the Half Moon website. You can buy tickets. It's only £7 in advance or £9 on the door, which is a complete bargain, isn't it, really? Really? I mean, really a I'm fantastic g- bargain. giving it away, aren't I? You are. I need to look at my finances, you know. Definitely. God, I don't know. But it's, it'll be worth it. So you've got, obviously, the Lemon Price 3, and you'll be able to hear all brand-new tracks from the new album. And we have got our... Second favourite band, The Fallen Leaves. And then we've got The Past Tense. And we've got a little special guest appearance by The Travellers, who are actually going to be over in London from Saint-Malo in France. De Saint-Malo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be over there playing a gig on the on the 26th um, at the Fiddler's Elbow. And they are going to they were going to come along anyway to see the Lem Price Free gig. And I just thought, well, why not get them up on stage? So they're going to get up and start the show with a few songs acoustic. And it's going to be a great night. I'm looking forward to it. Can't um, wait. There are, I must say, there are other gigs available on that night. No, the Jet Sonics are actually playing on the on the same night, so you have a choice, listeners. Um, they're playing at where are you playing, Adam? Great Horse Kingston. Great Horse Kingston. Yeah. Jet five, Sonics. Five quid cheaper than yours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's have a track from the new Lem Price album, and this is a fantastic song, and it is called "My Granddad Jim." <laughs>
And we mentioned that the Fallen Leaves are playing uh, at the Half Moon um, on the 25th of October with Lem Price 3, uh, which we're really looking forward to. And we are great fans of the band, as you will probably know if you've read the blog, listened to the podcast before. Um, and we're, we're such big fans that we even went on a little away trip, didn't we? Away to the away uh, to White Trash Fast Food Club in the Schoenhauser Allee in the, in the Mitte of Berlin. Yeah, the great, the old, real old heart of East Berlin, wasn't it? And it's, it's a great venue. And uh, the Leaves played two sets, so we got treated to a massive uh, selection of songs, didn't we? And it was, it was, it was a really, really good night and uh, good fun in Berlin. It was great family good. Berlin. Yeah, and the club was good. DJs were excellent as well. And there was a little away posse as well, wasn't there, from England? There was a little away posse. Yeah, we had uh, a few of us out there sort of uh, causing a bit of mayhem on the <laughs> dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> the Leaves have been playing a few gigs recently, and they're, they're really on form, so I think they're going to hit their peak at the half moon on the 25th of October, so you've, you've got to be there, Adam, to... To, uh, well, it's going to be mouthwatering. I think if the good, leaves are on form, you know, yeah. I mean, the Lem Price are going to really have to uh, up their game. Museum for the first time. Well, no, for me the first time because you you've been there before. We met Flo, who's the the founder and the curator of the Florian. museum. And, uh, yeah, and wonderful guy. Yeah, lovely guy. And we had a we spent a lot, quite a lot of time there, didn't we? We didn't. We did. We drank a lot of his beer as well, didn't we? But uh, why wouldn't you spend a lot of time there if you're a, yeah. if you're a Ramones fan? I mean, this yeah. is the Ramones museum in the world. It's mm. uh, it's one of the only museums dedicated to one rock and roll band, mm. and uh, the Ramones museum just happens to be in Berlin. And mm. I think uh, it, it's it was Florian's idea. He had a few bits and pieces. He'd been he'd been a great uh, Ramones fan, and mm. and. Uh, and he started off in Berlin, and, and people realise that uh, now that this is a museum with a great deal of, of, of value. He's got such a fantastic collection of memorabilia, um, from everything from original Danny Fields pictures of when they were over in the UK at the Roundhouse or the Rainbow, and it's got to Roberta Bailey's original sort of some prints from the first album. Uh, he's got T-shirts, memorabilia, signed stuff, Joey's jeans that are about seven foot tall you know leather jackets everything he's got a couple Wonderful. of my prints from and the, a couple of your uh, prints of course from the uh, <laughs> new year's eve gig at the rainbow yeah because you were on the site on the side of the stage at that that's right famous gig you know. and, uh, and then you I, presented him didn't you with i your... did i presented him with a with a uh, a poster of the front cover of the first vive the rock magazine yeah, great um, magazine as well uh, a poster which I've been given um, by Vive La Rock, but I thought it was far better off in the Ramones Museum than sitting in a tube in my loft. And of course, the amazing thing was when we were there, who did we meet? Gary Top. Gary Top uh, had come all the way from Toronto, Toronto. 
to also give uh, Flo some some more stuff for the museum, and he brought mm. along some original photographs, an original poster. It was really moving, actually, to be there yeah. on that same day. That yeah. two people from different parts of the world actually turned up with with different stuff to donate to the museum, and mm. uh, it made Flo's day really, didn't yeah, it? Was it was nice, you know, because and it made all our days. Yeah, yeah I mean, because Gary had promoted the Ramones in the. Uh, you know, in the very early days in, in Canada, and he'd done their first shows over That's there. That's right. He presented to flow with some sort of memorabilia, and it, it was it was really nice. I, I was quite touched by the museum. It's, it's a great place. They've got a cafe, they've got a shop, a bar. Uh, people are hanging out and, and looking at all the all the all the um, sort of ex exhibits, and it's it's definitely worth a visit. And um, it, it's not so strange to think it's in Berlin. I mean, imagine the Ramones Museum should be in downtown New York, in the mm. Bowery or somewhere, but. You know, Berlin, the Ramones were always talking about Berlin, mm. whether it was on their sort of second album they're talking about from Old Hanoi to East Berlin on that great track Commando, and the very last song on their very last album was called Born to Die in Berlin. Yeah. So it's quite fitting that it, it was the museum's in Berlin. So um, if you're over there, it's, it's definitely worth a visit, you know. And Adam has always said that he the Lurkers are better than the Ramones, but I've never seen a Lurkers... Museum. I'm, I'm saying my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to set a lurkers museum up in Brentford. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone's got any lurkers memorabilia, yeah. send it into. If you got anything to donate to the Howard Stride Wing? <laughs> well, I ain't got a clue. How no, I could make any money. Right, I think we need a bit of punk rock now. <laughs> so, Paul, what have you got? Well, I've got a great track uh, by fantastic. French punk band Les Thugs. This is from the Electric Troubles 1987 album and it's called Dead Dreams.
was, what do you think of that, Steve? Fantastic, yeah. I'd not heard of that before. I ever. really like that. That was yeah. good. That was really good. I think after the Ramones Museum, you needed something like that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's about two minutes 45 of some of the most primal rock and roll that you've ever heard, isn't it? I don't know. Tell us about Les Thug or Les Tugs. Well, les, in, in French, it's Les Tugs. Les Tugs. Yeah, Les Tugs. And uh, I think uh, I know very little about them. I, I, I first heard this uh, this record in uh, in a club in, in, in France, actually, mm. after a... a, a in fact, after a, a an Oasis gig, okay. and I was wondering, what was that? What was that? What was that? And uh, the guy was saying, "It's Les Tugs, Les Tugs," and I was going, "What's he saying? What's he saying? Les Tugs, Les Tugs." <laughs> and I said, and then when I found out, you know, Les Tugs is, is actually it's spelled T H U G, Les Tugs. You know, he said. Uh, you saw Fini Maintenant. They're 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 finished now. They're they're, okay. they're already they're already uh, they're already gone by then. But I think they've been sort of up and back. But I think most of their uh, output was in the you know mid to late eighties. But uh, and I've um, I've got a couple of their albums since, and uh, they are just uh, one of the greatest punk bands I've ever heard. Yeah. honestly that's good and uh, yeah. I'm really sad I never saw them live mm. this is one of the bands I'd love to see yeah. reform and play again well, they, in, they, my, if, in if my listening, room in this room yeah if the thugs or Lee Took are listening if, yes <laughs> please reform so we yeah. can come and see <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> definitely you know but we're not paying more on the phone. No. no we haven't got much money but you know come and reform <laughs> right. and well, Adam we've You've come up with an, another sort of one that, th that sort of threw us. Yeah, it's garage time. Garage rock time. Uh, Great, uh, we like better garage. 1966, New Mexico. Ooh, right, Whoa. okay. This yeah. is a band called The Chobs. I don't know what The Chobs mean. It's I apologise if it's terrible. It probably means Les Thugs. <laughs> <laughs> the Chobs, and this Les one's jobs. called We're Pretty Quick. Why is Tell you, darling, that he'll never come back. And that leads us to the arrival that we are pretty quick as a matter of fact. We are pretty quick as a matter of fact. We are pretty quick as a matter of fact.
We're pretty quick as a matter of fact. We're pretty quick as a matter of fact. We're pretty quick as a matter of fact. Take that. We're pretty quick. What a great lyric. Oh, that's superb, isn't it? Great song, Adam. Where did you dig that up from? That is a classic, Adam. Yeah. Hours, hours of trolling. Hours? Oh, that, that, you... No, it's just, I'll put a CD on in that. Oh, that's the track. Oh, that's good. That's brilliant find, that. I mean, it's got everything on there, hasn't it? So tell us a bit about the Chops. The Chops are from New Mexico, and it was recorded in 1966, and that's it. Well, that's it. Oh. Of course, of course. Well, I just like the song, so I don't. No, really great. Know. Yeah, but New Mexico, not a million miles from Texas. No. Right, and I can 13th hear the. Floor you can hear the influences, can't yeah. you? Yeah. You can hear yeah. Rocky Erickson in there. Yeah, that was. A you great... can hear his guitar right in there. It's. A, I mean, that's something that wasn't. It didn't make the Nuggets, did it? That one. No, it should have done, shouldn't yeah. it? They should have made the Nuggets oh. compilation. Great. Great track, Adam. Good find. We can all sit down and oh. relax now. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to play that again. Yeah, let's play it again. Let's play it again. Let's play air organ again. Yeah, yeah. You were playing air Farfizer. Yes. I was playing air, air bass. You were yeah. playing air... Well, I tell you what, I don't often go into my acid stash, you know, only once every 20 years, but I tell you what, tonight I'm in there. Right, okay. Uh, great, great song. Well, as it was very sad to hear about the death of uh, Philip Chevron this week. Oh, yeah. Um, long-time uh, Pogues guitarist and multi-instrumentalist. And, mm. of course, um, you know, back in 1977, uh, you know, he was in the first band, punk band from Dublin, the Radiators from Space. That's right, yeah. yeah. Great band as well. And it was very sad to hear about his, uh, his death uh, after a long-term cancer mm. but um he leaves a great uh, legacy of music quite honestly and uh, i'd like to uh, play um confidential from uh, the radiator's 79 album ghost town <laughs>
the Radiators with the Confidential from the fantastic album Ghost Town from 1979, which was produced by Tony Visconti, and it was on one of our favourite record labels, Chiswick, just yeah, down Chiswick. the road. Chiswick Good Records. Roger Armstrong. Yeah, that was a great record label. And uh, so you knew and worked with the Pogues quite a bit, didn't you? And you also photographed the Radiators, did you? I did. Yeah. I, I photographed uh, I photographed the Radiators when they first came over uh, in the autumn of 1977. Um, oh, that early? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They'd just released their first <clears throat> punk album, mm. TV Tube Heart, on mm. uh, Chiswick Records. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, the lead singer, Steve Rapid, had just left the band. And so okay. all the vocals then come down to Philip. Oh, I see, so he took over on the vocals. Yeah, so they were just a four-piece then. They turned okay. into a four-piece and, uh, and Philip was doing all the vocals, mm. all the lead vocals. And how did he, he join? He wasn't in the Pogues originally, was he? He joined the Pogues a bit later, is that right? He wasn't. I mean, the uh, Ghost, uh, he, uh, TV Chew Part came out, and, which was the first in 77. It was a very early, very early punk uh, album from uh, Ireland's first punk band. Yeah, uh, and they had a great influence on uh, on, on all the musicians. Uh, for instance, later like like Mono, they all cite this album as being mm. one of the albums that they all love and uh, mm. that inspired them. They came over and then um, they recorded another album in '78 called Ghost Town, which was mm -hmm. a kind of a concept album, also mm. on Chiswick, and um, but that wasn't actually put out until '79. It was put out late, really, and. I kind of think, in a way, it it, uh, it was put out too late. Although yeah. the album got yeah. really, really fantastic reviews, it never mm. really did as well as it should have done. Mm. Mm. And then I think in the early eighties, Philip, um, the the Radiators disbanded through mm -hmm. lack of um, critical acclaim and success. He ended up in London and met Shane. And I think uh, I think the story goes that Jem, the uh, banjo player from the Pogues, was away yeah. on uh, having some uh, paternity leave, okay. and uh, uh, Philip ran into Shane, and Shane says, "Oh, come on." Come and play for us then. So mm. he did, and being a very talented multi instrumentalist, um, ended up in the band and uh, just in time to uh, to uh, give his uh, contributions to Rum Sodomy and the Lash, which is probably my my favourite Pogues album. Oh, it's a great album, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it's a classic record, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? absolutely classic Pogues record. Yeah. Second album, brilliant album, mm. and uh, you know became a fairly permanent member of the band, uh, as permanent as Shane, <laughs> semi-permanent. That's right. I think I think uh, he was he was out of the band for a while through the similar problems that Shane had, uh, yeah, mm. and uh, but uh, came back and uh, of course he was a member of the band when Shane wasn't in the band. And when mm. Joe was the singer of the band, and uh, oh, when Joe Strummer, was, of, course. of course, Joe Strummer took over. Didn't yeah, he? and Philip, Phil and him became good friends. Didn't they? Phil and Joe became very good friends, mm. and um, Philip eventually wrote a song about Joe too. But it, why did Joe, Shane got him in as a as a sort of full time member? Because apparently you said when you were working with the Pogues, Shane was playing a bit of guitar as well. He was. He was originally playing guitar, but then he realised that. Uh, the problem was is that he couldn't drink a bottle of wine while he was playing his guitar, could he? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he got that's how Phil got the job. 
yeah. no we bottle of Beaujolais comes first <laughs> yeah. right. so Phil got yeah. the job and uh, actually, actually I mean I think his his uh, his skill as a musician yeah. really transformed the Pogues right. yeah. I think one of my favourite photos that you took of the Pogues is actually probably not of the Pogues but it's of you on stage taking a picture of the audience watching the Pogues because mm. you've got that was at the was at the Brixton oh the Brixton fridge and you've got the mid eighties great shots yeah. Yeah. on of you looking at the audience yeah. in as we say enjoying the Pogues rather enthusiastically and it's just a great audience shot of like this wonderful sea of bodies and people on people's shoulders and um, I'm sure people can Google it. Uh, and look I, for know, it and I remember the picture yeah, I've just on, on the right hand side of the picture is Shane. Smoking a fag, and the yeah. rest of the picture is the crowd. It's the crowd it's going it's, wild. It just probably sums up seeing the pose, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Good. what the pose are all about. Yeah. And uh, Philip helped the pogues along. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's sad news, and um, and you've picked your favourite song. Well, uh, one of my favourite songs uh, of the pogues is, of course, uh, "Thousands Are Sailing," mm. uh, which is written by Philip, and uh, it's a wonderful folk song about the uh, Irish diaspora. Going going uh, to America and uh, how they were treated there, but uh, it's just it's just a beautiful folk song. And uh, this uh, particular version was recorded specially for the uh, BBC um, series "Bringing It All Back Home" on their double album of 1990. And this re this was recorded in Dublin and features um, uh, Philip's beautiful plaintive voice. The island, it is silent now The ghosts still haunt the waves The torchlights of a vanished man Who fortune could not save Did you work upon the railway? Or did you read the streets of crime? Where your dollars from the White House Where they from the five and dime? Stop and death, let's hurry. And we'll say goodnight 
was Phil Chevron's uh, superb version of uh, Thousands of Sailing with his uh, wonderful voice. Um, mm. Just sails out there, doesn't it, Steve? It's a great great choice uh, to pay a little tribute to him, Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's a beautiful song, and I think, you know, for me, that's probably one of the uh, greatest Irish folk tunes I've heard in recent mm. years, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people in the Irish community would agree with me. But mm. a great song, Philip, and a great song to be remembered by. Good choice, Paul. And um, you're going to dig out one of your photos of um, Phil with Joe Strummer, aren't you, that we can put up on our... I will. And, uh... Yeah, I've got a great picture of, of mm. Phil and Joe playing yeah. together. Yeah, they're sadly no longer with us, both of them. Neither of them, but uh, both leaving a superb um, Fantastic legacy musical music. legacy. We mentioned Joe Strummer, who obviously sung with the Pogues for a while, and we went to see the Clash pop-up store, didn't we? We went to the opening night of the pop-up store in uh, Berwick Street in London, which is now, the store's now finished, so don't try and go there, unfortunately, but uh, that was a great night, wasn't it? It was a superb night. Enjoyed uh, that? It was, it was an excellent night. Um, the alcohol flowed freely. Yes, the rum. They were sponsored by some rum company, wasn't they? And they they did. Uh... It was a bit rum sodomy in the sash, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the middle bit. <laughs> I had a lot of the first bit. <laughs> but that was a good evening, wasn't it? And it then was... everybody really was there that was could, that could be there from 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 the clash, really, wasn't it? The only That's guy right. that was missing was Bernie Rhodes, but Mick was there. Yeah, Mick was there, smiling all over his face. And Topper, I finally met Topper. Finally my last Topper. final piece of my jigsaw was... Topper's in great shape. He looks good, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks really good. Yeah. And of course, Paul. The coolest man in rock. But with know. another smile all over his face all yeah. evening. Yeah. You know, posing up with pictures with All and Sundry. Yeah. Glenn Matlock. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. And there was um, loads of old um, uh, sort of clash figures, wasn't there, from the past as well. Ray, their old roadie. Ray Gaines. Johnny Green. Great, great load of, load of people. It was a great there. night, and uh, of course, uh, you know, downstairs was um, all the uh, Clash memorabilia. A lot of their clothes that they wore, mm. right through from '77, uh, right through to '82. A superb range of all their leather jackets and um, combat and rock. Yeah, it was everything. Wasn't it? Um, everything in between. It was. It was a great. Great yeah, this is from it? this is from Mick and Paul's collection. Yeah, and, and I mean, the best thing was it had Paul Simonon's 
famous bass, the the the, the smashed up bass, wasn't it? The, the smashed the up bass, the smashed up bass, which it's which he smashed up at uh, in New York in September '79. Uh, a photograph of which I'd taken him, uh, I'd taken of him playing live at the Orpheum in Boston just two days earlier. That's right. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you check the blog www.retromanblog.com and look for our feature on on the clash pop-up store opening night you can see a picture of uh, of Paul's of Paul Simonon playing the bass a couple of days before he smashed it and of course Penny Joe's and of course Joe's shot. yeah and of course Joe's famous guitar ignore alien orders yeah it was all there yeah yeah I hope they do that again because it was such a great exhibition I know the, the the shop it was a, it was a shop let's face it it was set up to promote their sound system the fantastic new reissue box set which is done like a ghetto blaster and a copy that we're we're looking at a big box over there in the corner um, and it was a shop but they did it really well you know and it was a proper museum it mixed all their memorabilia some of Mick Jones's public library that he's put on display before and um, yeah if you're going to sell things. Do it well, you know, and all the band were involved in it, and it was uh, it was a great night, and uh, and of course you've got your you've got a copy, or I say copy a box, because you had a picture in the Armageddon Times issue, didn't you? You're, you've got the front cover. Uh, that's shot. right, a very special edition, uh, a, a picture of mine of uh, Mick leaping up yeah. into the sky from a, a gig yeah, in Aylesbury cool. in 1980. Yeah. And that was handpicked by Paul Simon on when he was compiling the box, the That's sound right. system box set, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah, it was a great night. So, um, but that yeah, was a real, a proper rock and roll night. Mm. And uh, there are a few; those sort of nights are few and far between these days. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a superb night. And yeah. uh, you know, there was, uh, there was, there was, Berwick Street was just packed, wasn't it? Yeah, great night. It was great to see good such fun. a great crowd and. Uh, on a hot night in Soho. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, rock and roll.
Pinpoint with Richmond from 1979 on Albion Records, 7 inch, and uh, that featured Arturo Basic singing, or Arthur as some people know, who uh, went on to join the Lurkers after that. Oh, well, obviously right, the okay. best band in the world. Your favourite band, the Lurkers. <laughs> Arthur Billingsley. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's Richmond. Um, yeah. Great. Where Great we're trip. all well balanced and not mental. Yes. Mm. Where the cigarettes are mental. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a breakfast continental. And the breakfast <laughs> continental. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that over this yeah. side, do we? No, the, no, the not in Brentford. No, no, we're still on bacon and eggs bacon, over here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, 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 real tea. And roll-ups. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a coffee yeah. over here. Leonard, yeah. Leonard Cohen would kill for lyrical genius like that. I think so, <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> I t- <laughs> That was a f- I mean, we've been wanting to play that for ages. We have. It's, it's, it's a great a, track. It's a great, it's a great punk record. And yeah. 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 I like it. Ticks all my boxes. Right. Well, it's difficult to follow that, but I'm going to take it into a bit of a sort of laid back soul groove now. And this is the Frank Pop Ensemble and Hip Teens Don't Wear Blue Jeans. going anymore but that, that was sort of they did a couple of albums and uh, around about the sort of early 2000s and I think it's based around the DJ Frank Pop from Dusseldorf in Germany and that was hip teens don't wear blue jeans yeah. and you were talking that that you reminded you of someone Peter I just have to say that listeners that we 
you might have heard a mysterious fourth member <laughs> hiding in, in the corner. Pod, hiding in the corner. Mm. And Peter won the competition to actually spend a day with us in the Retrosonic mm. Podcast Studios. And say hello, Peter. Hi there, hi. Right. And, um, yeah, second prize was two days. And I got four jacket potatoes. And you've had, yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked after Peter in the studio today. So, listeners, if you want to come along and sit in the background and make our tea and massage us and do make, uh, uh, hold on, do everything, you know, I wasn't told about that. Um, <laughs> please feel free to send um, free. To the, your highest bid to the Retrosonic. Uh, podcast address along and, with uh, your photograph and your photograph <laughs> <laughs> and you, you too can join yeah. us in the yeah. um, it's my hot pants one out of three that's right Peter definitely there's but just a brief talking... indemnity waiver I think so yeah 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 but, uh, and you were saying that that reminded you of um... Sugar Pie De Santa okay good yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, late, good, late 60s well, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's Down got in the that, basement was a, one of the famous tracks, wasn't it? That's right. That, it's, it's got that beat to it, hasn't it? Yeah, that kind mm. of smoky mm. nightclub. Yeah, absolutely. Bit, bit seedy. Yeah. A bit of a seedy night. Sort of like our studio, really, isn't it? Sort of like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that, of course, is, is Dusseldorf... Uh, Dusseldorf Soul. 2000? Yeah, yeah, I think that was released in 2003, but they've done a couple of combination albums and, and, and stuff as well. But uh, And I think, as a DJ, I think it actually... You must be at the, the White Trash that we saw, the Fall of Muse in Berlin. I think he does DJ sets. But, well, that was a great DJ set. Is Dusseldorf in the North? Trash. Yeah. So that's German Northern Soul then. Dusseldorf. They say that Dusseldorf and, and, and Köln and Cologne are the soul of the Rhine. Okay, well, because, uh, and, yeah. and that's true. And that's true yeah. because uh, they're both very friend, extremely friendly places. And um, I was in Dusseldorf the night before the um, England England Portugal game in the World Cup, and. Because he had a much better night in Dusseldorf the night before the game than we had actually at the game. Yeah. <laughs> and believe me, after the game we went straight back to Dusseldorf, <laughs> where everybody, all the Dusseldorfers took care of us and patted yeah. us on the back and said, oh, you poor English, we wanted you to stay in this cup, but here, I'll buy you a drink. I said, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> and did they play but, you some Frank Pop? Uh, well, there was a lot of Frank Pop going on, uh, believe me, because... Uh, <laughs> Believe me, because it was a hot night in Dusseldorf, and, and uh, yeah, well, let's not talk about that. No, we know you uh, and your hot nights in Dusseldorf. Yeah. Hot nights in Dusseldorf are a sight to be seen. With David Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> especially in July. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get back to the music then.
Winch and Save My Soul, and that was a band, a sort of Manchester band. They only had about three records out in the sort of late 60s. That was from 1966. Wonderful bit of psych, a little bit like The Fire. You know, we come up with these sort of Rupert's People, where we come up with these great sort of psychedelic bands that just released two or three singles, and then they go, they disappear. And it's such a shame, you know, but that's... Uh, Great bit of psych, you know, and I love it because they really lose it, don't they? You know, yeah. they're just bursting out, you know, they're actually really well, actually, I love that passion that they when they're playing that song. That's know? that's why old recording techniques have got something over new recording techniques because yes. you can have millions of goes at it now, and yeah. you can have it all edited then. But if you lost it, then yeah. you had to keep it more or less. That's true, but yeah. you can feel this. I mean, literally yeah. screaming that song and it's coming out, you know. And that's go. That's part of our transience corner feature uh, that the transients covered that that's Wimple Winch so I think we're going to go from a great bit of classic 60s psychedelia to one of our favorite modern the psychedelic bands which is the Liars who we are massive fans of well a song I've gone for is uh, from their uh, 1986 album Liars Liars how do you know I've been drinking in for the time for the year. 
well, that was the uh, amazing Liars from Boston. Yeah, and uh, how do you know from Liars Liars album, 1986-ish? Yeah. I'm sure, but uh, I mean, I got into the Liars probably the year before I was in the record and tape exchange in, uh, in Notting Hill Gate, and I was just browsing through their records like I used to do every week. This song came on, and I thought... What was that? I said, that's amazing. He said, well, that's that's a band called The Liars, yeah. uh, and they're from Boston. I said, what's that album? He says, On Fire. So I picked that album up, and On Fire's a brilliant record, and I got into The Liars immediately, mm. and scarfed up everything that I could possibly scarf up from The Liars. What's scarf? Scarf to scarf up. And that's a new one. A scarf up. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I scarfed everything up anyway, with my scarf. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Any gloves? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> just a scarf. You just yeah. get your scarf and you scarf everything up. Yeah. And so I scarfed up all the uh, all the liar stuff that I could and uh, uh, I was just um, immersed in liars for a couple of years. And then Liars Liars came out, which is obviously double liars. And uh, and this is on it, and I thought this was even yeah. better. I mean, they're one of my favourite sort of uh, revival psychedelic bands from the sort of late eighties, mid mid to late eighties, along with Fuzz Tones and that. They were the yeah. liars. What liars were on a par with anything that came out of the sixties. I think yeah, absolutely yeah. true pioneers of the time, really. Yeah. And next up, we're going back to our transients corner for a track that they play in their set, and this is the great Radio Birdman, who we're big fans of, and this is I ninety four.
Well, what do you think of that for feedback, Steve? God, that's art, isn't it? That's <laughs> feedback is art. I love it. <laughs> Well, great, great song. And now song. I've, I've laid your mind to rest as yeah. to what an Eskimo pie is. Yeah, because I was singing... I, <laughs> it sounds I like used, filth, doesn't it? it d- well, no, I was always singing along to that song going Eskimo pie and right. thinking, I wonder what it really means, what they're really saying. Because, you know, when you listen to songs and, like you were saying... About Excuse it. me, will I kiss this, this guy? Kiss this guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly, you know. And I was always singing going, Eskimo pie. And I'm thinking, they can't really be singing Eskimo pie. But when I checked the lyrics, they, I thought, they are. Yeah. And then Adam just said that Eskimo it's, Pie is it's a, a chalk ice. It's a chalk ice. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know what I-94 is, yeah. but it's a road trip. It's yeah. all about this road trip yeah. and them drinking rolling rock on the road and it's this great road trip yeah. and they're having an Eskimo pie. So this is so, why foreign records sound so much better. They do sound a lot more exotic. If you said, I'm having a chalk ice on the M25, <laughs> it'd be a rubbish song. <laughs> it's not got the same <laughs> impact, has <laughs> it? You know? Yeah, so there's obviously an yeah. Australian band cruising through the US. Well, yeah, because Dennis was actually from America, wasn't he? Although Radio oh, he's Birdman, from Michigan, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we think of them yeah. as an Australian band, but they, right. they, he obviously brought his, well, the Stooges influence of Radio mm. Birdman. They were massive Stooges fans, weren't they? Yeah, they were. You know, and really great band. And that, that was on their very first EP, which um, is very difficult to get hold of, actually, yeah. but it's from the Burmite Eye EP. And they never re-released it or anything, so it's quite tough to get hold of. But uh, you can get a version of that song on their 1981 album, Living Eyes, or probably the best thing to do is get their get the great compilation, compilation yeah. The Essential Radio Birdman, yeah. which is one of the best rock and roll albums ever. Yeah, and get Zeno Beach as well, the, the comeback oh, yeah, one, which is a great yeah, album Yeah, yeah, they came back, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. But certainly one of my favourite bands. And, yeah. uh Another great little addition to the Transients yeah. cover set. Absolutely, and I saw them at the Nashville. Did you? In 78, and they really? blew my socks off. Oh, mm. I've never seen them play like oh, that. Oh, a tremendous gig. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, what guts me most is I didn't know anything about them until recently. I missed them in the press and everything at the yeah. time. And yeah. You know, I only really caught them in, in this century. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you can guarantee that if you haven't seen them, Paul Slattery has yeah. seen them. And, and course, photographed yeah. them. And makes us feel like really like... Yeah. And of course, at the time, people were saying they were a, a punk band from Australia, but actually they'd been around before. Yeah. They were pre-punk. Yeah, like like the Saints, really, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they were like the Saints, and yeah. like the kind of... Like the feel were. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they were that sort of Stooges-influenced band yeah. who were yeah, slightly yeah. before punk. Mm. And, and again, if you've listened to our podcast, you know we've played Radio Birdman and the Saints before, and we're huge fans. Yeah. And um, we, we don't think that Australian scene gets enough credit. Really, no, do we, we don't. So, so check out those bands, you know. Right, and um, thanks very much uh, for listening today. We've um, almost come to an end of the show. Episode 10, I can't believe we've actually got it to 10 episodes. 10? Plus how, all our episodes. how have we got through all that? Oh, God knows. It, it took some beer. beer. It took some alcohol, didn't it? It did, it did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. And just a reminder about our um, next show at the Half Moon Putney on Friday, the 25th of October, with the Lem Price 3, the Fallen Leaves, the Past Tense, and the Travellers, and all for Amiga. £7 in advance and £9 on the door. Oh, I can't wait. What time's kick off? Kickoff will be, doors will open about 7.30, 7.45. The Travellers will be on 8pm sharp, so make sure you're there to see them first of all. And uh, so tickets can be found at the Half Moon, www.halfmoon.co.uk, or you can check out the blog. But I can say that the new album, Nobody Knows, from the Lem Price 3, will be exclusively on sale to people coming along to the gig in advance of their planned 
official release in the new year, 2014, but if you come along to the gig, you might well be able to get a copy of the album way before everybody else, so that's uh, that'll be great. Well, I can't wait, Steve. Can't wait, looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, all the bands are going to be on such fantastic form. I, I can't believe we, 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 it's going to be such a, a, an amazing gig. And for all links on all the bands we've talked about tonight, all the songs, the bands, the museum, Ramones Museum, everything, check out the blog www.retromanblog.com and we'll put all the links for everything. So please take the time to have a look through um, and, and check out the bands that we've played. Right, and thanks for listening, everybody. And I'd just like to say thanks to my colleagues, Adam from the Jets on it. Pleasure. Thank you. And Mr. Paul Slattery. Absolute pleasure, as usual, Steve. Thank you. And our special guest, prize winner, competition winner extraordinaire, Mr. Peter. In the a, new, a new experience for me. Good. And thanks for coming one. in and thanks for looking after us in the studio and keeping all our needs looked after and our beers topped up and everything. Toenails cut. And you can come again and, yeah. and thank you very much. And Paul, you've picked out a nice bit of rock and, rock and roll. Yeah, I picked out one of my favourite um, rockabilly songs ever. Um, I first This was first played to me by Jim Stapleton, uh, a guy from Memphis. Back in uh, 1976, Jim used to run this record shop um, really close to um, where Elvis Presley used to live. I pitched up there in 76 looking for records. I was collecting records back then. I'm still collecting records now, but Jim was great and he played me just millions of rockabilly records. And he knew all these guys because they all lived in Memphis. And he played me this absolutely fantastic record. And this is Billy Lee Riley on Sun Records from 1957. Flying Saucers Rock and Roll. Well, I knew all the songs have been a flying around. I'm the only one to see it on the ground. First thing I seen when I saw it land, cast jumped out in the front of the band. I'm the rock and roll. I'm the rock and roll. I couldn't understand the thing they said about that crazy. Stop me dead.